Cold? Welcome to Don't Be an Idiot, the coldest <laughs> podcast around. <laughs> Does not get colder than... I bet when you put on this episode, you're like, it's cold. Drafts. Everyone's right air conditioning just came on in their cars. And they are like, this is the wrong season for that. Mm-hmm. Or am I in crazy land? Shit, I just heard a ring. So you've journeyed across infinite audio universes and landed on planet Don't Be an Idiom, Whoa. the only podcast that explores origins of words and phrases the, the way you want to hear it. Right. Which is just rock and roll. Yeah. It is not stuffy. No. We're having a good time. Mm. We're showing it could be fun to be smart, you know? This is how smart and this is how segue. smart we are. <laughs> this is how smart this show is. We have a listener. Their name is Kelsey and Kelsey has been listening since 2017 since the very beginning and emailed us to let us know, "Hey, congratulations on episode 50. I'm a listener. I am awesome." And I am a... And I am a... Neuroscientist. So they're getting their PhD in neuroscience right now. Right. And that means that Kelsey is smart. Very smart. And listens to this. So? So, you know, you can... You can just do that. (laughs) Kelsey, thank you for writing. It's so cool to hear from you. Totally. And we need to... We're going to... Hit Kelsey up with uh We're gonna send the postcard. You're, you're two. gonna get the postcard. You're gonna get you're both gonna, of them. Two wood nickels, one wood nickel for you, one for a friend. The postcards. Do you already say that? Uh, yeah, and let's throw in a magnet. Let's throw in a magnet. We'll throw in a magnet. So someone's gonna have a very happy new year, needless <laughs> to say. Anyway, thanks and for hitting it's us up, Kelsey. Us because because we get to have this wonderful fan. Thank you. Wow, that was, was that too much? <laughs> more, more, more. <laughs> Maybe that was too much. What? Too much talking about our <laughs> wonderful fan, Kelsey? Did we talk too much? Oh, it always seems like we talk too it much does. at first. All right. And, uh, oh, Dan Wickham, our listener in Frankfurt, Germany, you've heard him mentioned before. He this gets, is. He gets a lot of mic time. He does get a lot of <laughs> mic time. We should call him Mike. Mike. Mike from Frankfurt, Germany, asked about the hair of the dog. Like, where did that... That's a classic idiom. You know, when you're hungover, then you have a bloody mare, and then maybe you have a boiler maker. (laughs) (laughs) Boiler maker. You have an alcoholic drink. It makes your hangover feel better. The hair of the dog that bit you. Yeah. And, um... He's like, he wanted to know where it yeah, came from. Yeah, we... We were we, supposed to look that up. Yeah, well, you can look it up now. <laughs> All right, internet, do your worst. <laughs> no, but I, we, we I had keep both... Keep it rolling while I'm searching. We had both done research on this before. Mm-hmm. And... Go on. We think it has something to do with putting hair in your wounds. Yeah, you from know, the animal that bit you. Yeah, like in the Middle Ages, 
Um, when a dog would bite you, which would happen all the time, you'd take some hair from that dog. <laughs> it did happen sh- all the time. Shove it in the wound. And it would, you know, of course, heal you. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that seems like <laughs> that seems like an unlikely practice. That's but, because um, dogs were less So was drinking alcohol then. when you're hungover. Yeah. You know? Oh, they, they were, were wild. Because like, you got a couple generations back of, you know, they still haven't been... Like, there's no... Uh, Pom- what are they called? Pomeranians? There's no right? Pomeranians. They're just all like wild big dogs. Yeah. And and everyone's like, well, they're like, they don't know about pets yet. They just keep dogs. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, yeah. If they're not like, <laughs> they they're not bite. like all snuggling with them in bed. They're like, right. look at these big mean dogs I have. We're going to get so many emails. So, it's like, actually, dogs have been trained actually, since ancient Egypt. Sure, sure. We know. Who sure, cares? But not in this story. Just because you love dogs so much yeah. doesn't mean that we can't have this special particular dog story. Right. We're just saying that the, those dogs were, they were big dogs that you were getting bit by. And prove otherwise. Yeah. You can't prove it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and not everyone had fences either. Mm-mm. It cost, you needed some money yeah. and skill to make a fence. Right. But now... So anyway... Oh, here. I got it. What uh, are we talking about? Hair of the dog. <laughs> anyway, was that right? Because that's what we were... I think that's what we were saying that it's from. An old belief that someone bitten by a rabid dog could be cured of rabies by taking a potion containing some of the dog's hair. Huh. Yeah. This is, is this an English thing? It seems like a Middle English thing. It does seem like it. Talking to the mic. Well, I'm also looking up stuff. You, have, you can't do both at the same time. So anyway... Uh, we, we're pretty sure that's the answer. We're going to come back for episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get the interns on this one. We're going, we do have a few people that work for us. Um, as you can, we are going to sick those <laughs> interns on that info. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's uh it seems like it's only the two of us running this situation, but we actually have quite a decent sized team that all contributes in some way, you know, whether it's, recording or you know getting our drinks or editing you know we got a big We're team picking up our dry cleaning we got a big team we do not pay this team <laughs> no all the this money team has to prove that they are worth the payment yeah it says in the, it says in a clause that we can choose to pay them eventually once we've seen that they've proved themselves um we don't tell them how to how to prove themselves right they have to figure that out they have to figure it out it's part of the journey and that's just one of the other kind of things that we offer here at Don't Be an Idiom Enterprises. Right. And like when people ask what you do and then you mention that, they're like, whoa, I'm so basic compared to you. <laughs> I do not like this person. <laughs> He's a half ghost. <laughs> I pick that, pick that up. <laughs> Anyway, you're going to get respect, and isn't that the best payment of all if you work for Don't Be an Idiom? Right, exactly. So just in case you're wondering, we do, there are a lot of people that work for us, and the whole point of this was just to say, we're going to get some of the team to On get it. up, to get up, uh, to... Get up to the task of figuring <laughs> out what hair of the dog is, and you need to do it in a concise manner. This is not going to be a whole show. Uh-uh. We, but we already kind of gave it we, away. But that being said, we do think that the thing that we said, which sounds like a great guess, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Might actually just be the, I think that's the thing. 
I think it is too. Yeah. I also did read it. There was that <laughs> oh, one right, thing right, right, I read. And <laughs> also, they said a potion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Albert also read it. We all remember right. that. <laughs> so right, welcome to the Don't Be Anyway, so what we do here is uh, we look up, um, we research rather. <laughs> so what we do here is we research the origin stories of idioms and phrases. We're going to play a game. We're going to see who goes first. And then yep. whoever wins gives the first origin story. And there's going to be some guessing. There's going to be adventure. There's going to be, you're going to learn something. There will probably be some dates thrown around. Yeah. Could be your birthday. Yeah. And you know what? If, if, your birthday, if you're bad with dates, you know, you could always go like this. Like, oh, it's recorded. So I can, I don't have to remember that part. So save some space. Right. But you're never going to go back and look. Never. That's why you don't. Remember your parents' birthdays. Exactly. Right. Um, although I do, yeah, I know my parents' birthdays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. But let's let's talk about something else. <laughs> All right. So, what game? Albert's the game master around here. What uh, what kind of game do you have? We're gonna play a version of Bananagrams. All right. And can you remind me? I don't remember what Bananagrams <laughs> yeah. is. Bananagram seems like some sort of a ripoff Scrabble or something. All right. You know. Yeah. So. It comes in a it come, fabric pouch, banana, right? It, yeah, the pouch is a banana. That's the best part. Mm-hmm. Like, like the packaging. <laughs> they knew. They knew they had to get the top their top guys oh, on the like banana gram packaging. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! They knew it. Yeah. Because what's inside the bag? Little tiles. All right. With letters on them. Okay. And, uh, and that's is, where the Scrabble So do you have to just spell in. a word or what? Yeah. So we're just, we just, every, both me and Ryan has, has 11 Gosh. letters. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we each have 11 letters and this was the lowest amount in a game that you could get dealt. Uh, so I was like, well, we'll just do that because we're trying to move this thing along. Yeah. You know? Okay. And? and so, I thought we could just flip over our tiles and whoever gets the best word wins. Longest word wins. Best or longest? Longest. Okay. <laughs> Most letters. Often they're the same. Okay. All right. Let's give it a go. All right. Albert has, he spelled the word Kerner, which isn't a word. So, Erner, which is uh, six letters. And um, I put down vineyard, V-I-N-E-Y-R-E. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? (laughs) That's eight. Wow. That that word is so you, too. That is ridiculous. (laughs) Fucking bullshit. (laughs) Honestly, I was I was pleased when I noticed that Vineyard was in there. <laughs> I bet you were, you nerd. <laughs> no wonder you won this game. It's school. <laughs> school and refinement. That's you to a T. <laughs> now we're on a roll. <laughs> All right. You're going to get that momentum going now. So, um, Albert, I have one question for you. Right. What in the Sam Hill is your problem today? Oh, my gosh. 
didn't we do this already? <laughs> Did we? No. No. No, I'm thinking of Yosemite Sam. Oh yeah, what was the Yosemite Sam one? Was it Tarnation? Oh, Tarnation. Was yeah. It? No, Smithereens. Jesus, Smithereens. Smithereens. Yeah. All right. Well, he was kind of both, right? So he definitely said what in the Sam Hill. Mm-hmm. All right. So for our non-American listeners, a what in the Sam Hill just means what? Yeah, what in the hell, basically. What right? in the hell, yeah. yeah. Whenever you're like, it's it's a minced oath expressing exasperation uh-huh. and usually preceded by in or the. What in the Sam Hill? Right. Or what the, who the Sam Hill are you supposed to be? Right. Mm. So. I haven't figured it out yet. Figure what out? Who I'm supposed to be. <laughs> what do you mean who you're supposed Officer. to be? Officer. <laughs> you said who in the Sam Hill oh, are you oh, supposed oh, to oh, be? Oh, 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 yeah. So now we're going to have Albert guess the origin of what in the Sam Hill. Albert, what do you have for us? Okay, Sam Hill. This one's obvious, right? There mm. was once a Samuel Hill. Whoa. But you knew I was going to go there. I didn't know. All right. So Samuel Hill, uh, he loved to party. Uh-huh. And cool. one night he was, he was hanging around with a rough crowd, you know, up, up late. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he got bit by a werewolf. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, he did. And when about was this? This was, um, it was around the full moon. Well, I mean, <laughs> like what year are we picturing this? Uh, I'm thinking that this is like mm, 1850s. 1850s. Yeah. All right. And we're getting a, an American werewolf myth going on right now? I think, I think that's what's going on here. Okay. Continue. So he's hanging out mm-hmm. and then wrong crowd, yeah. bit by a werewolf. Yeah. So then Samuel Hill, as you could imagine, starts doing peculiar things. Mm-hmm. Like killing chickens. Killing chickens, <laughs> eating raw meat. Waking up without his clothes on. Sniffing in the panties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, digging through trash and all that fun stuff. Mm. So, you know, it's because he was turning into a werewolf, obviously. So okay. it was time for... They wanted to get that werewolf out, get it out. <laughs> get that werewolf out of here no more in front of my face. No. Right. No. So they they asked the local surgeon mm-hmm. and they, you know, they say, we got to get this werewolf out. And then the surgeon's like, well, that's a great idea. Angry mob. Let's do it. So uh, he puts him under and he, he cuts Samuel Hill open and... Uh, and he can't find a werewolf or anything to remove. Uh-huh. And, you Inside know, of his body? Yeah. Or? And so okay. he's like, well, uh, I guess he's fine. So he sews him back up. And then yeah. the, the all, everyone's like, where's the werewolf? Where's What's wrong with him? Yeah. And, and, and the doctor is just like, uh, that's what I asked myself. What in the Sam Hill is going on here? <laughs> And I, I, I've got nothing. I've just, this is, there's, there's no evidence that he's a werewolf. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. That's great. I think I might've forgotten some lines, but well, we, you get the sense. We appreciate your guess and yeah. uh, we do get the sense. Okay. Yeah, fully. Okay. Uh, great, great, uh, great response. Great guess. It's wrong. It does not have to do with that. And was that an English or an American or what? Yeah, 1850s, right? 
Sure. <laughs> you know, it's I, I was I was picturing America. Mm-hmm. Maybe like shacks. Good. People Just, are living in shacks. You know, America didn't get many werewolf stories in the 1800s, you know? Well, not they just didn't. There was some, but no, they're not as popular. Mm. But we have the Sam Hill yeah, one. Yeah, we have now. the Sam Hill one. So I real, I'll so tell that's you what. The first. I really enjoy thinking of Sam Hill as a werewolf. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's the guess. <laughs> I'm just, hold on. I'm just going to get past this heartburn. Oh, man. I, Ryan does get heartburn. I've, <sighs> I've only had it like twice in my life, and it's the worst. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so. I'm going to give you, there are a few guesses here. I will say this. You're going to, you're going to love hearing this. What we have here once more is an idiom with questionable origins. Yes. So, I mean, now that that's a thing, I feel like now it's just good. Yeah. Just lean into it. Lean into it. Right. So it is American English slang. Uh, I'm Boom! sure. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, I, mean, I even said that before your guess. <laughs> but I didn't remember that. But maybe, maybe other people from other countries have heard this because of movies and cartoons. Definitely Looney Tunes. Yosemite Sam. Yosemite, he's definitely definitely says that, right? Definitely. Yeah. So it's most likely a bowlerization of what in the hell. So Sam Hill, Mm -hmm. Hell, obviously they sound very similar. But there are a few people who there have been rumors, textual rumors in books and such. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Quite right. Quite right. um, That there are some people who made this idiom more popular. Um, or were the reason that the idiom came into existence. Right. Now, professionals say the expression dates back mm. to the 1830s. And what kind of professionals are these? <laughs> Etymologists and ah, such. And such, quite yeah. right. So they say that 1830s is about when this idiom started popping up. And I am so close on my guess. You really are. <laughs> that's just luck. That's the closest you've been as far as dates <laughs> going a long time. That is the dumbest luck. And then I said America. <laughs> you did. You did. Yeah. I didn't influence that at all. Boom. One of these possible Sam Hills was a store owner in Arizona in the 1800s. And the person's name was Sam Hill? His name was Sam Hill. Mm. And in his store, he had a wide array of weird and unusual things and you could say, like, you know, when people would say, what in the Sam Hill is that? It was to describe the sort of items that you would find awesome. in a Sam Hill awesome. shop. But you can still see where it was. Uh, we have to go to Prescott, That's Arizona. like saying, like, what in the wild, wacky world are you talking about? Yeah. Because that's like, people, that's the craziest thing I ever saw. People, Sam Hills. Yeah, people think of the Sam Hill. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And that spreads. But that might not be true. But yeah, there's no definitive proof about that. But it is in the right era, 1800s. Mm. Is do they know if that guy was actually a real person? He was. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That's very cool. Because <laughs> you know, if they made up the person too, then it would be not as good of a story. Well, one of the other theories is a politician from the 18th century. This Connecticut politician, and there's an article from 1889 that says. Something about him being in Guilford and whatever. And, um, wait, 
I don't get why. <laughs> why am I talking about this? Dude, mine's going to be like that too. I'm going to make this. Oh, I'm, I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, sorry. Yeah. So the second one, this second one, um, between 1727 and 1752, there's apparently someone named Sam Hill who was very active in the Connecticut uh, government. And uh, there was a footnote in an 1800s article that says, you know, um, was he connected to the popular idiom, give him Sam Hill? So the person writing it 100 years later was trying to figure out whether or not there was a connection between the two. Interesting. It's actually not. <laughs> What's that called? There's something like that. <laughs> oh, <I'm, laughs> it'll come to me later. Um, another popular <laughs> Sam Hill was a guy who was sent to deal with the um, Hatfields and McCoys family feud. Ah, the real McCoys. The real McCoys. So that, but that also would have been uh, the 1880s. Okay. And... Um, I don't know. He was. Everyone wanted to know what in the Sam Hill was going on between the two families. Oh yeah, that is some hot goss right there. <laughs> hot goss. <laughs> you would want to know what's going on up there. Definitely. Yeah, and also a, a famous civil engineer who uh, was apparently known for his swearing, and friends and colleagues oh. started using his name in place of their own crass language. Wow. So he swears so much that he gets to like have a word that is like a replacement for a swear. I, what, I mean, what's a civil engineer swearing about? Like <laughs> that fucking hill over there with that fucking river. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> what is he so angry about? Yeah. You mean I gotta put a parking lot there and another <laughs> building over there? All and right, but I'm charging triple. <laughs> Jeez, Betsy, don't you dare say bitch. You say Sam Hill instead. Uh, Same thing. Right. <laughs> Do not say it. Betsy? Betsy? <laughs> yeah, I love Tony Soprano as the, uh, as the uh, Sam, as Sam Hill. Hill the yeah. civil engineer <laughs> yeah. who cursed too much. Yeah. I could definitely that see James Gandolfini in that uh, role. Totally. He's going to come back to life just to do that. But my favorite theory, which I'm saving for last. There's so the another last. theory. Well, it's, it's the last I mean, one. Usually people get three choices. <laughs> You're one, two, or three. What it's is really this? two choices. Five. One, cho <laughs> one choice is that it was named after someone, uh, some famous American, several different Sam Hills, but they were all I see. mostly post-1830s. Branches off of the one. Precisely. Okay. And the second is... A famous German fairy tale. Now we're talking. And we all know that Sam Hill sounds like hell, but why Sam Hill? And there was one um, essayist from the 1800s who said suggested the phrase derives from Samuel, the name of the devil in Der Freischutz. Yeah. And... <laughs> and that is good. So do you, have you ever heard the story, the folklore of Freischutz? No. <laughs> he was a marksman who, with a, he had a contract with the devil that um, seven magic bullets, he could have seven magic bullets, and six of them would go to any spot that he shot at or like wanted to shoot at. So he'd be like, I want to shoot this thing right over here. And he would point in the opposite direction. Amazing. If it was one of the magic bullets that would go. Amazing. But the seventh bullet 
the devil had control of. Oh. So in an early version of the fable, um, the this marksman agrees to it, but the devil was saving the seventh bullet for the woman he wants to marry. Of course. You know? Classic so, devil stuff. So classic devil stuff. But couldn't you just not shoot the sixth one? Well, yeah. And then be like, ah, eh. <laughs> I'm not. But sure, surely he thought the devil would shoot some meaningless thing. What? Who would think that? That's insane. I'm going to be like, that, that thing's either coming right from me <laughs> or something. Yeah, like, yeah, the girlfriend or wife or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, Sam Hill was, was the name of the devil in that. So what, what in the, the Sam hell? Hill basically mean, means what in the devil, right? Sure. So it works as a great. It's one of those things where they mm-hmm. they don't want to cuss, even mm-hmm. when it's not a cuss. So you just say Sam Hill. Yeah. And a fun fact about that is that Tom Waits, um, I don't know if you yes. ever noticed the album The Black Rider, mm-hmm. um, but it it's a, one of his albums from 88, I think. And he uh, based all of the music on this German folktale. Whoa. Yeah. And it was the music that he wrote for a play, which was being performed, um, that uh, William S. Burroughs wrote, wrote the uh, the. Uh, words for holy smokes he did the whole album was about this yeah because awesome tom waits wrote the music for it he would and uh yeah so there's like these this one song like lucky bullets you know and some of that's shit. good that is a, such a tom waits kind of a song i know and i'm you know it's just nice having a tom waits reference this week and last episode i had a nick cave reference so i'm feeling you're on a roll just ooh, really good so anyway that's the way the cookie crumbles and what in the Sam Hill? We will see you after these messages. Messages? Noises. back it's your old disgusting ugly host (laughs) albert yeah the second half of the show is gonna be shit because i just saw myself in the mirror it's fine i can get a new mirror and you know what the lighting's good i can't even blame the lighting Mm. it's just life that's a crummy feeling when you can't blame the lighting (laughs) you really can't not in this house no it's a dark house nice it's dim Mm -hmm. i'll keep it dim you gotta keep it dim i don't want to see any of those imperfections Anyway, speaking of mm-hmm. my face, it seems like God might have made a pig's ear when he was trying to do that. God made a pig's ear out of my face. It doesn't have to be about faces all the time. Is the idiom pig's ear? Uh, to make a pig's ear of something. <laughs> <laughs> what 
God. I think I think everyone at home can agree. <laughs> we have never heard that idiom. Uh, that might not be true uh, for our UK listeners. Wink, oh. wink. Yeah. Wow. And I shouldn't be giving Ryan hints. Oh, my. So just forget that. I probably would have guessed England yeah. anyway. But... Okay. Oh, yeah, it sounds English, yeah. So this is a, an English... That's good. We get an American idiom and an English idiom today. Right. Right. Jolly. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> a weird Australian. Um, <laughs> so I think to not... Wait, to make a pig's ear out of something yeah. is to um, make too big of a deal out of something oh is that what you think <laughs> no, 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 is, no, that? No, no, no. is that what you think you sure i think it's when you you uh sense that something is cheaper than it's worth <laughs> <laughs> these are good no you're, you're further off all right what's the definition so it's to do or manage something badly uh-huh. to make a mess or muddle uh-huh. or a botched job okay you botched it you botched it yeah so if I if I was like trying to put together a bicycle for my nephew, <laughs> yeah, and I made and a pig's, pig's ear, ear out of it. doing it, yeah. it'd be a, yeah. like I mess it up. Yeah, it would have somehow three wheels and mm-hmm. you know it's on fire. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it's got three wheels. Yeah. Okay. So that's what the meaning is. All right, great. So so you know so right. I never heard it until recently either, but before I give you any more hints... Yeah, don't give me any hints. I've got a guess. Ryan. Okay. Uh, any idea where it originated? Um, we have, That's the part, part of the show, right? Right. <laughs> you made it seem like I was about to do something different. No, no. It was oh, just, oh. I was just punctuating it for the people that like to make sure that we're moving into the next section. <laughs> All right. Let's think, listen back. Yeah, I'd like to listen back. I felt, <laughs> I felt like you were attacking me. <laughs> I felt like you were attacking me. <laughs> no, no, I That's didn't. funny. Uh, um, what do, so the origin, I'm going to just take a guess here. Um, that's, yeah, that's what this section not is. Not to make a figure out of something. Mm, all right. So I'm going to go to Jeffrey Chaucer, who has appeared on this show many times, many, many times. And it's because he's... You know, he's done his part for establishing English idioms in the, you know, English vernacular. Canterbury Tales. Canterbury Tales. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'd i like to assume that for all the Chaucer academics out there, there are that some... rabbits can talk. There are some writings out there. Of, they were more like um, autobiographical writings as opposed to his, his fictional and poetical works. I'd, I'd like to believe that. I'm sure, yeah, there's some academic others who's like, hey, quite, yes, there is. <laughs> there is, Ringo. Um, so in the, one of those writings is an anecdote about growing up in, you know, the countryside of England. Right. He, as intelligent as he was, he did not come from, you know. Intelligent in- stock. Intelligent <laughs> stock. <laughs> um, you know, he was, you know, for a brief period of time... <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine many he in, was struck by in the lightning. 1600s. Like, even if you were smart, but you were poor, there's no way you were ever getting Oh, into, no one's going to let yeah, you. No one's letting you. would be like, all right, yeah, you're smart. <laughs> you're smart. <laughs> so. Uh, Not fuck. smart enough to get unpoured. Mm-hmm. Unpoured. Right. I like that. 
There's a word for that. What is it? Doors. Anyway, in, in one of these writings, he talks about um, being sent to the butcher by his mother to... She wanted to make a big feast for everyone. All of the siblings were coming over and they were going to have, you know, roast pork and uh, mm. different stews and some mm. shepherd's pie and many, 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 um, you know, pints of dark beer, dark English beer. Aye, dark. <laughs> very, very dark. Anyway, he comes home and he uh he shows he just shows his mother a, a, a pig's ear wrapped in some butcher paper right and mother goes where's all the stuff <laughs> jeffrey where i you know you were supposed to pick up a lot of stuff for tonight's feast and what's the meaning of the idiom again uh <laughs> to botch something up yeah right. yeah yeah <laughs> um and so you know mom mom goes you just brought me a pig's ear you know, that's all you brought me. <laughs> you really <laughs> messed this up. And, um, you know, I don't, yeah, I, yeah, I know made... you were creative, but you should be able to get a shopping list <laughs> taken care of. You've made a pig's ear of the situation. How about that? You're going to embarrass your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jeffrey Chaucer's mom speaking like that. You're going to embarrass your mother. I you asked are. my precious son to pick up a few things off of a shopping list. And he's like, Ma, I gotta write my poetry. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's my guess. And, you know, because he included it here in his his uh, his autobiographical prose, he you know, can't be became alive. popular. Right. Right. <laughs> That was wrong. Yeah, right, baby. Excuse me. I don't remember you getting any right. We should get buzzers. Okay. <clears throat> but we'll never have to I'll use them. Put them the, in post. Right, yeah. Uh, but it would be nice to have a, a nice buzzer. So the reason that I picked this idiom that I had never heard of until about a month or so ago is because I have just started uh, delving into the world of the Great British Bake Off show. Oh, you've... You finally... Finally did. Okay. It's very popular. Now, in my mind... I know that all of the Jess, women Marine, in the faculty room speak of this show very Oh, often. really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I think it was Jess um, that told me that it's a peaceful show to watch. And okay. Everyone's so nice. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's just... It's like a very heartwarming type uh-huh. show. So we're teachers and this year sucks so bad and I'm so stressed out all the time. So in the you know half hour I get for lunch, I, I want to like put something on that's a completely soothing. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, this is a good time to check out the great British bake off yeah, show. Yeah. And, and you know what? It really worked. And I got very connected to the characters. Uh, okay. Is it sort of like a Bob Ross feeling where he's painting, you know, painting little clouds and what in the great British bake off? <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's, it's a, it's a competition show, but it's just stripped of all of the American greed and, mm. and like, like they're so they help each other and they're right. so encouraging and it's oh, just nice. it's just very wonderful. Okay, yeah. so it just shows you that like humanity can be good. Episode fifty three, sponsored by the Great British Bake Off. Right, jolly. So um, if we don't see money for this, I'm gonna be very disappointed. Yeah, well, they could be pounds, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, and so I'm assuming you heard heard this on that show. Yes, 
Yes, Nancy, I think, said it. And she was like, oh, I've gone and made a pig's ear out of it. Oh, great. And I was like, Doing. let me yeah, just that's check. Good. Let me just look that up. So, yeah. uh, so what did you find? Started doing some research. And all right, so in 1950, it was, it was popular enough to be in Reader's Digest. Okay, in America? Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. So it, it was the quote was like, if you make a pig's ear out of the first one, you can try the other one. So, mm. but the belief is that it has been around, you know, much longer than that. Right. So there was a Scottish proverb, and it was uh, from a new dictionary of the terms ancient and modern of the canting crew. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he says, you can't make a silk purse of a sow's lugs. And by the way, lugs uh, is a word for ears. Oh. So he's saying you cannot it's make. Sow, a sow's, mm-hmm. lo- a sow's ears? Yeah, okay. you cannot make a silk purse from a sow's ears. Yeah. Mm. Which just means that you can't make something nice out of like something that's like the pro- like the parts are shit quality. Oh, that's you know? a good. That makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. So, but we can go back even further to 1957. Uh, there was this English. Say court- 1957. 1957. There oh, but a- I thought you said it. I thought you said the first thing was from the 50s. Oh, I'm so. <laughs> Look, there I go. 1579. There oh my go. god. <laughs> <laughs> this has been happening to me so much. Like. <laughs> Did I tell you I tried to send Phil something and it got returned because I messed up his house numbers? Oh, you did, dude! I like it's the number. I, it's what's number dyslexia? What's that? The dyslexia. I think. Okay, yeah. Well, that, that's what I have. <laughs> All right. So thank when the, God. We, See now, if so, Ryan would have said something a date, I would have just been like, <laughs> I would have never caught that. All right. So you're talking about the 1500s. 1579. Okay. Got All it. right. So there was this clergyman slash satirist. Mm-hmm. Satirist Stephen Gosson. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote a, you know, he wrote a Ephemerides of Philo, and in it he writes, seeking to make a silk purse of a sow's ear that when it should close will not come together. Mm. So now we're back in the 1500s, right? Mm, yeah, pretty far back. That's very far back. That's about as far as it goes with the pig. That's pretty far back. It's pretty far back. Now. They, the professionals believe that it even goes back mm-hmm. to 1518 when there was a Scottish Renaissance poet, uh-huh. Alexander Barclay. Mm-hmm. He wrote, none can make goodly silk of a goat's fleece. So they actually think that the, even though he's in a different it's animal the same here, idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's kind of where it came from. That's really good. Right? Yeah. Hey, listen, Albert just brought us a brand new idiom. Gave us some history that I think was very fascinating. Thank you. And I'm not done. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I actually didn't think that was enough. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And the interesting thing about the pig's ear is it actually is home to three different idioms oh. uh, in, in different ways. You can also say that you are in a pig's ear, mm. in a pig's ear, which is actually an expression of incredulous disbelief. Kind of like you'd be like, no fucking way. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> so are you saying I'm in a pig's ear or so? Like, what am I in a pig's ear? That's crazy. Like you might say, um, yo, yo, I just scored with a 10, man. <laughs> and I'd be like, 
in a pig's ear. <laughs> oh, I see. In a pig's ear. That's it's like, great. no way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's one of those. Scored with a 10. <laughs> that is, yeah, uh-huh. that's always been in a pig's ear. Um, yeah, that's that's been written down since like 1850. Okay. That, that way of using it. And... There was also, oh, and it's also kind of used similarly as to when pigs fly, or in the UK, they say pigs might fly. Oh, you know, okay, when pigs yeah. Fly. But I didn't want to go to a whole deep dive in case anyone wants to snatch that one up later. Mm. But if you just took it down to its most basic, you know, phrase here, if you just say pig's ear mm-hmm. with nothing else, mm-hmm. do you know what pig's ear might mean standing alone by pig's itself? Pig's ear. Um, this is impossible. I don't even know why I'm asking. You know, when something when you gotta chew on something, think it over. <laughs> that's good, actually. That's a good I got a pig's ear on my chewing helps me think. Chewing helps me think. <laughs> Lovely. Having a good time. Anyway, um so this comes from everyone's favorite cockney rhyming slang oh man this is the second episode in a row where cockney rhyming right? slang has it's come just, up it's just the best so uh there is a okay in 1880 in life and work among navies by wd bartlett there was uh the way that they used this was now jack i'm gonna get a tiddlywink of pig's ear hmm, tiddlywinks again which is funny because we played that last time on the show and right. i made a note about it but yeah, so if you might, if you say in Cockney rhyming slang, which mm-hmm. if you don't know on the show, it's like they had their own kind of rhyming language so that uh, outsiders and especially the police wouldn't understand what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. So if I told Ryan, I'd like to get a tiddly wink of pig's ear. What do you think that might mean? Tiddly wink of pig's ear. Um, like another glass of beer? Yeah. So a tiddlywink is a small drink, ah. and then uh, a pig's ear is a beer. Oh, cool. Drink, a drink of beer. All right, that was pretty close. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> yeah. But that's just like I'm just gonna go get a little, just a little drink. I just like real quick, real tiddlywinks of pig's ear. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's cool. Right. That's a cool way to ask for a small beer. Yeah. So uh, I have some other uh, Cockney beer alternatives. I thought you, in case anybody needs to use it, in case anybody's listening. Yeah, so I need drinking. to use it. You could also use Charlie Freer, Far and Near, Never Fear, Oh My Dear, and Red Steer. I'd I'd like to order a Red Steer. That is a good one. That another, should be a beer. Another Red Steer. Another Red Steer right over here. <laughs> cool. Uh, okay, so I am going to wrap this up with a bonus idiom. Mm-hmm. I have been holding on to this for a really long time, uh, but I it didn't have enough uh, meat on the bone mm-hmm. to do a full show about. So there is a saying, as drunk as David's sow. David's sow. Yeah. More pig stuff. More pigs. I'm doing I've a pig theme yeah, at, <laughs> at my side of the episode. I'm going hog wild over here. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um yeah i've never heard that one funnily enough just a side note oh, while i was doing <laughs> right <laughs> while i was doing my research today unplanned i, I like to put on the qvc network mm-hmm. sometimes it's like see what's especially the holidays to see what kind of deals are going on right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there's this show 
<laughs> that was on today called uh-huh. Cook's Country. And they were doing many, all these different ways to prepare pig. Mm. So they were showing like how to like all these pig, pig dishes, pork dishes and all that stuff. And Isn't you, that ironic? And here you were researching pig idioms. And I had made up my mind before that, but the pig gods oh. were with me. Well, this was definitely meant to be. All right. So, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so let me just move along here. So I got this great book. It's from 1811. It's called The Dictionary of the Vulgar Tongue. Hmm. I love this thing. Okay. Um, there was so a strong promotion for a book from 1811. You should get it. Yeah. So as drunk as David Sow comes from this old story about this guy named David Lloyd, who was a Welchman who kept an alehouse at Hereford, hmm. which is in the UK. Uh, well, it's in Wales, right? Uh, exact, exact mundo. <laughs> okay. So uh, he had this living sow with six legs mm-hmm. that curiosity seekers would come and check out. Oh. So, you know, he's like this dude, like, like a he's freak got, show. He's got a tavern, yeah, and a sideshow. That's a good deal. Isn't that great? That's going to bring in some folk. But he also had a wife that was addicted to drunkenness. Oh, no. And um, <laughs> addicted to drunkenness. apparently David used to give her due correction, which I believe Does is Does that mean slapping her in the face? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We do not support that. So, no, we do not. But so uh, the wife apparently so she would one day in this you're not sto- supposed to say, say the wife did I say the wife <laughs> a wife <laughs> the wife of David Lord yeah uh, she had too much to drink one day mm-hmm. and she was afraid of you know incurring David's wrath uh-huh. so she goes into the stable and kicks out the pig and falls asleep there on the hay and huh. David would have people come visit the tavern and yeah. be like, "Lord, I'll see that sound, yeah, right, yeah. right, draw that." <laughs> and then he'd be like, "All right, like they bring." He brings him over, and then, his, and then it's his wife sleeping. He comes over, he points, and he says, "There is a sow for you. Did any of you ever see such another?" <laughs> and then they were like. It's the drunkest sow that we've ever beheld. And uh, it was his wife I laying see. there yeah, in yeah. the in the reeds, I guess. Reeds. <laughs> so, and forever uh, after that, she was referred to as David Sow. Oh, man. That's a legacy. And I bet she got a big old sack of due correction for that one. <laughs> a sack of due correction. <laughs> Oh man, I'm sure she did. It's just and like, that's why we're it's setting ironic. up. She was trying to hide from him and ends up making. I mean, what is he? What is his end? Mm. I mean, he kills her and then kills himself, right? <laughs> Eventually, and then marries the or marries the hog. And then the he sow loves that swine, <laughs> dude. How about it? It's six-legged pig. Yeah, I could imagine it. Did you eat flesh off a six-legged pig? Not if not if it was slaughtered on the waning moon. Oh. Because we've got fun facts, people. Oh, we're still Ba-da-ba-da. going here? <laughs> and that was a perfect segue. for sure that it was, was the end. perfect segue, like Ryan. <laughs> so listen to this. My fun fact number waning one. Waning moon, yeah. To kill a pig when the moon is waiting is bad luck with the bacon. It will shrink in the pan and it will not take salt and cannot be cured. Oh, no. And yeah. that's a belief. Mm-hmm. of ranch hands 
If okay, next, okay, next, go moving right along. Mm-hmm. If a man dreams of being surrounded by pigs, yeah. someone will ask him for money. <laughs> I wonder how many people are going to have that very dream tonight from your suggestion. Dude, I know that's what I was thinking. I was like, I have never. Please email once. us at don't be an idiot at gmail.com if you have a dream of being surrounded by pigs. You know, it, yes, we would like to know, and then we will ask you for money, and we will believe you. <laughs> but you know. Like it's, I think that if you're going to be surrounded by something, I guess a lot of people's minds don't go to pigs, <laughs> even though you should be afraid because they will eat human flesh. Mm, so true. Right. All right. So number three, if a pig runs away, there will be sickness in the family. That's what if you just don't get a pig? <laughs> <laughs> this is back when everyone had pigs. Oh, okay. So you had, to, you had to make sure you took good care of them. Mm-hmm. There was a belief that children could be prevented from getting the mumps by rubbing, rubbing them against a pig trough. <laughs> Sometimes I get the sense that you do that every night before you come over here. <laughs> Don't want to get the mumps. <laughs> I can really see you doing that. Well, have I once brought the mumps to you? No. See? All right. All right. Um, so when pigs squeal loudly, it's believed that a storm is approaching for pigs can, quote, see the wind. Hmm. Yeah. That's mystical. Right? Yeah. Uh, to pull a pig's tail breaks a spell of bad luck or prevents one. So you should. I hate that shit. <laughs> so you should just be shit. pulling every pig's tail you see. <laughs> Pull in every pig's tail. It wouldn't hurt. Because <laughs> you're like, it'd be one thing. It's funny. You're right about the preventative, right? Because mm. it's like, if you have bad luck, do this. Maybe it'll work. But it's like, if you don't want bad luck, if you're, if, if everything's perfect. So yeah. it's like, what's the difference? Either way, you're pulling a pig's tail. Yeah. This is what we're reduced to as humans. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> What if there's like a high-powered businessman that does that every day in New mm, York? Mm. <laughs> there could be. Could be. But he takes like a private jet to the farm. And he's yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> pulling, pulling pigtails. And he comes back. Did you have more? And then he's like, L-I-G, baby. L-I-G. Life is good. <laughs> I have just one more thing. The phrase to eat like a pig is actually an unfair representation of the pig. Uh, Experts say that they will not overeat even when they are given an oversupply of food. And Uh, that (laughs) is a wrap, my friend. Very good. I did have a comment about that. I will not hear one word about how pigs overeat. The experts say they do not. And no, yeah, you, let's get that comment. If let's you would it. like to um, check out our, our no, sources, no, no, I, I wanna... you go to don'tbeanidiom.com. Right. We provide all of our sources for our material there. And um, you can bring bring it to Snopes, the fact checkers. We don't care. Because the, they'll see that it's grade A platinum. Precisely. What did so you say? What was that? Com- you were going to make a comment about the pig stuff. I forget it now. Oh, no. But I would like to say that... Um, the reason that I remembered, oh, the reason I thought of uh, What in the Sam Hill is because I was watching Elf with Will Ferrell. Oh, classic. And when he, when um, Buddy, as a baby, crawls out of the sack, Santa Claus goes, 
what in the Sam Hill? Nice. And I was like, hey, what Look at is us. Sam Hill? Watching movies and TV to get ideas. Oh, I hear the countdown. Oh, so no. We, <laughs> that means it's you time it to go. Thank you so much for listening today. And thank you for listening next time as well. <laughs> That's true. And uh, check out the Instagram. Go buy stuff on the Bandcamp. Bandcamp. And until next time, don't, don't be, be an, an idiot. idiot.